Hello and welcome to a special mini episode of the Threes Company podcast. I'm Yaz. I'm Tom. Michael? What? Oh, sorry. I'm just caught up in my novel. It's this Lost Regency romance. It's brilliant. Honestly, I can't put it down. Yeah, I had the same thing with my dog. Wait, yes. No, that can't be right. What is it? Listen to this. Mrs. Bonnet collapsed into her chair and began to despair. In that very moment, in walked three odd-looking gentlemen called Yaz, Tom and Michael. Hang on, those are our names. Let me look. Th- th- that's impossible. But how? Mike, don't panic, but you seem to be disappearing. Huh? Whoa! just got sucked into his book. Whoa! Tom? Mike? Oh no! Whoa! In a small town called London, England, there live three men. By day, a fair to middling theatre company. By night, a fair to middling theatre company with an adventure department. If you have a perilous mission that requires cunning and skill, if it seems no one will answer your cry for help, If you can cover insurance costs and all reasonable expenses, there's one fair to middling theatre company you can count on. So, strap yourselves in, keep arms and legs inside the carriage, and remove all loose items such as glasses, because it's time for Three's Company's Adventure Department. Pride and Prejudicial Treatment. A romantic Regency adventure. This is amazing. We're in the book. This is the house of the Bonnet family in Middle Bridge of Marchington. Oh, you're here. Oh, hello. My wish came true. You're Mrs. Bonnet. Yes, exactly as described. Mrs. Bonnet has three daughters and all of them out at the same time. Oh, we can come back later. I have been at my wit's end. I don't mind telling you. But an eccentric visiting fortune teller offered me a wish. And Mr. Bonnet may laugh. But look, my wish has been granted. What did you wish for? The three seasoned adventurers to savour the day. Right, we're not that old. But I am peppery. What do you need? My daughters will lose everything if they are not married. Ah, yes, I see. By midnight tonight. Due to our antiquated legal system and my somewhat curious grandfather, my girls must be engaged by midnight tonight or the entire estate is entailed away. They will lose their inheritance, be barred from the local tea rooms and be purposefully tripped while near a muddy puddle. What? Mr Bonnet seems to find it a jolly joke, but he won't be laughing when they're tripped in a puddle. Yeah, I mean, some people really don't appreciate slapstick. We will be... Destitute! <laughs> oh, Mrs. Bonnet, don't cry. We'll do whatever we can. Oh, thank you. Come, girls, quickly, allow me to introduce Lucy. Good morning, gentlemen. Eleanor. It's a pleasure. And Anna. Hello. Lucy is secretly in love with Mr. Dayton. Mike, you do know we can hear you. Yes, I was talking to you, too. Never mind. And Mrs. Bonnet? Is there anyone one of your daughters might already quite like to marry but haven't admitted it to themselves yet, perhaps? Subtle. We had all hoped that Lucy might receive a proposition from Mr Dayton. (laughs) At least we are saved the embarrassment of me turning him down. Mr Dayton is so haughty and pleased with himself. Remind you of anyone, Eleanor? (laughs) What did you just say, Anna? Nothing. You didn't seem to be looking at him as if he was particularly dreadful when he visited yesterday, Lucy. Nonsense, Eleanor. I was indeed looking at him dreadfully, actually. Actually, I was not even looking at him, he is so dreadful. Right. Uh, And yourself, Miss Eleanor? I could have any man I wished, I do believe. Men are not impressed by your unrestrained attitude, Eleanor. But of course, all I truly want is to see my sisters happy. 
Right. And for a puppy. I see. And a mansion. Good, good. And a boat that goes incredibly fast. Okay. I do not wish for a husband. Indeed, I just wish to be left to enjoy my highly invigorating hobbies. Reading your Bible and studying ordnance survey maps. They're a real page-turner. If you walk far enough. Let us be honest, sisters. We have no hope of retaining our estate, which requires that we marry, and fulfilling the exciting lives of adventure we have always secretly craved. Fear not. I have an idea. With my passion for period dramas, Tom's love for algorithms, and Yaz's practical lived experience of every single dating app ever made in the 21st century, we shall scour the county and find your perfect husbands by midnight tonight. Meet us at the Middle Bridge of Marchingtonville Assembly Rooms at 7pm. Oh, I'd like a puppy. Mrs. Bonnet, we have spoken with every eligible bachelor in the county have you? and administered a short questionnaire. Land, titles, favourite card game, oh. how much they earn, how they vote, and how much they think you should earn to be allowed to vote. The usual stuff. And from that, I have ascertained the perfect match for each daughter with a 99.9% chance of success. Let the magic commence. Wait one moment, I know you. My dear Eleanor, fate and those three strange men have brought us back together again. Can it be you, Jonathan? We played together as children in the grounds of my father's mansion. Park Manor Abbey Park, I remember fondly. We have the same loves and share the same ideals, dear Eleanor. Oh, absolutely we do, Jonathan. Well, then we shall be married. What possible reason could there be not to? Well, we're cousins? I know, it all makes perfect sense. You seem a little distracted, Mr Shearcliffe. I know this process is rather novel, but... I'm not distracted, love. Whatever gave you that idea? What? Quiet yourself. Excuse me? Oh, I wasn't talking to you, you foolish young lass. Oi, don't keep telling me what to do. I don't. Not you. Her. Sorry, Mr Shearcliffe, who are you talking to? Obviously, I'm talking to the ghost of my ex-girlfriend. I see. She's my sister. What? You are certain these are the perfect matches for my daughters. Trust in the algorithm, Mrs Bonnet. Oh, I haven't met him. Lucy Bonnet. Mr Dayton. Lucy Bonnet. Mr Dayton. Miss Bonnet. I did not think I would see you here. I fear that speaks to a lack of imaginative thought on your part. It would certainly... Miss Bonnet. It would certainly take hitherto unknown innovation of mind to imagine yourself as a suitable husband, Mr Dayton. When I do marry Miss Bonnet, it shall be to one who stretches her mind before exercising it to discourage exactly such inflexibility. This isn't working at all! Why not just have them dance, like we usually do? No, we found that dancing doesn't work very well on radio. Actually, Tom's dancing works much better on radio. Oh, I do. Hang on, Yaz, are you recording this? Mike, this is the second season. Do you really have to ask? Oh, I see what I've done. I hadn't factored in the love language coefficient. Everyone, swipe left. Ow! Sorry, everyone move to your left. New partners. I know you think me a cad, Miss Lucy, but I believe I could have you for my wife. Oh, is that right, Mr Wiley? Now, I know my reputation for having squandered my family fortune adventuring around the globe does little for my marital prospects. That is the general consensus, Mr Wiley. And I am aware that my inciting the riot at the Middle Bridge of Marchingtonville Town Hall was frowned upon and indeed tricking my invalided housebound rheumatic blind aunt into standing trial for my own personal tax fraud was viewed as cruel, but I am convinced my roguish charm could capture your honest spirit. It's not doing much for me right this minute. Oh. So, I hear you've become a journalist, Mr Ladisla. Fascinating. Indeed, and I think you are just the person to help me. Goodness. 
That sounds exciting. How? I wish to begin something new. A new glossy pamphlet which shall be released monthly, discussing the current popular culture, new fashions, and the affairs of the age. I just need a name. But Mr. Ladislaw, you have a name. It's Mr. Ladislaw. Not me, the pamphlet. Uh, something that represents man's sinful attachment to worldly things. Uh, a historical reference to an old work, perhaps. A title that suggests a playground of the idle and undeserving rich. Right, well, I don't know. I was thinking... Okay. All right. I wasn't stopping you from thinking. No, I was thinking. Okay. Okay. Bit defensive. No. Okay. Okay. Yes. What? What? How about vanity chair? I don't get it. This is a disaster. There is no chance of my girls being married by midnight. Can't believe manufacturing love is so difficult. Oh, it always seems to work in the books. There is no other option. They shall have to marry the three of you. What? You did say you would help. Would you see us in a puddle? I mean, maybe. I know this wasn't the plan, but maybe we do have to, guys. You're all rather weird, and I don't know what you were planning exactly with the buttons you have chosen to leave undone on your shirt. But are you men of means? Well, uh, I mean... Being self-employed. Obviously, the podcast doesn't make much money. Sponsors are so hard to find. Pepsi won't even pay me to tell you I'm drinking Pepsi while I drink this Pepsi. But our, our adventuring's doing pretty well, actually. Actually, actually, we earned £1,000 last year. A 1000 a year? That will serve. I mean, accounting for the standard rate of inflation in 1814, £1,000 is worth... Carry the two... Yes, sixpence and a bag of grain. Right. Hang on, I'm forgetting our theatre work. That makes quite a bit. Factoring that in, adjusting for inflation, we're actually worth sixpence and two bags of grain. Our theatre work also got me punched in the face, which adjusting for inflation is still a punch in the face. I would rather face destitution than see my girls with three unseemly adventurers. Girls, each of you find a towel. It's time for the puddle. <laughs> Hang on, what are they doing? Why are they dancing? And switching partners. I know you think me a cad, Miss Anna, but... Please do not go to any trouble flirting, Mr Wiley. I'm not at all interested in this romantic nonsense. Uh, 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 of course, but... I am aware that tricking my invalided, housebound, rheumatic, one-legged, blind aunt... I'm really to... only here for the cartography talk being delivered by Mr Ted, which is to follow the ball. Indeed, but if I may continue... <clears throat> I know my reputation for having squandered my family fortune adventuring around the globe does little for my marital prospects and that my inciting... Sorry, the... Mr Wiley. Would you mind going back a sentence? You don't exactly look much like your portrait, Mr Caldwell. When was this uh, painted? It may have been a few years ago and with a few embellishments and with another man sitting for it. But I assure you, my lengthy sermons are pretty... Digestly endured across the count. Ow! You just trod on my toe. Oh, sorry. Again. I am well aware my simple features are not entirely appealing. No. <laughs> and I am outwardly a uh, a truly boring vicar. Ow! You just crashed us uh, into the punch sorry. bowl. Sorry, Miss Eleanor. It's all I seek is a companion of charm and confidence with perhaps a hint of narcissism to balance my personal mundanity. Please, Mr Caldwell. And to assist me in spending my immense inherited wealth which my current duties as vicar forbid me from utilising. Can we have a puppy? This could never work, Mr Dayton. 
We are opposed in every way. I suppose I shall never find anyone to share my love of taking long walks, being superior, and jumping into ponds in just my shirt. You mean you also love wild swimming? I too love long walks and lakes, and I am often superior about both of them. Well, bless me. I cannot imagine a better foundation for marriage. My two eldest daughters are engaged! I knew we should just have a ball. Yes, but the algorithm. I may cautiously venture that I may indeed be happy. My Mr Caldwell is loaded. And makes me extremely happy too, of course. But wait, where is Anna? Here, Mother. Why are you with that cad, Mr Wiley? Well, hello. Well, whilst you were all chatting, we sort of... We're married. Oh, for... Hello, Mumsy. <laughs> We're going to travel the world and have adventures and solve crimes. And, Mother, I shall be in charge of the maps. Um, I am, of course, prodigiously happy with my new fiancé. Uh, but yet I am sad I cannot join you. Me too. Well, as it happens, as well as enjoying walks and ponds and being superior, I have also started a small privately run adventure department. Care to join me on my exciting escapades? Indeed. I would. And as well as my ministry, I also run a charitable foundation supporting adventurers in need. Does that sound of interest, Miss Eleanor? Oh, yes, Mr C. This has worked out better than I could have hoped. Hooray! Oh, these adventures are all right, are they? Yes. It is, as I always say, a truth universally acknowledged that a single man possessed of a good fortune must be in want of a wife to go on adventures with. Oh, delightful. Do you... Do you always say it? Strangely, he does always say that, but it has never made sense until this moment. Oh, look, we're disappearing. Thank you, Three's Company. You have made a mother very happy. Oh, which one? See ya. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for having us. Great to see you. Bye now. Right, where were we? We should probably get back to the podcast. I wonder what happened to everyone back in Middlebridge and Marchingtonville Ville on Le Frith. Oh, well, let's see. Uh, um, and with that, the, the mysterious, mysterious adventurers, adventurers vanished, vanished, leaving behind the three bonnet children to thrive and flourish in their new exciting lives. And from that moment on, everyone adventured happily ever after. The end. Next time on Three's Company's Adventure Department. I just wanted to ask you a few questions, you know, about, about being a taxi chariot driver in ancient Rome. Sure thing, Petal. Step inside my office. First question. I'd heard that Rome wasn't built in a day. Is that true or is that like a modern misconception? I'm pretty sure it was built over a series of years. And what's the typical taxi chariot driver wage in ancient Rome? Is it enough to support a family? Oh, good God, no. We mostly have other jobs on the side. What's yours? I kidnap people and sell them into slavery. Ooh. Any other questions? I was meaning to ask, why exactly are you wielding that giant club? Oh, no, actually, I think I've worked that one. Ow! Three's Company's Adventure Department. The Legend of Smarticus. You have been listening to Three's Company's Adventure Department, Pride and Prejudicial Treatment, or Austin Translation. For more info, visit adventuredepartment.uk. Guests this episode were Marianne Bell, Joanna Bending, Paul Dodds, Siobhan Harrison, Ashley Kay, Daniel Miller, and Greg Snowden, with BT Edney as Mrs. Bonnet and Alfred Enoch as Mr. Dayton. It was edited by me, Chris Charlin did the mix, and the artwork this episode was by Marianne Bell at BS Designs. And you can see that, along with bespoke artwork for every single episode on our website. We are working really hard to grow our audience right now, so do us a favour and recommend your favourite episode to just one friend. 
friend as long as your one friend is not me because I already listen twice a day to boost our stats. If you want to say hi, check the show notes for our social media links and you can find full credits, music listings, transcripts and more on our website adventuredepartment.uk. Three's company are Tom Crawshaw, Michael Grady-Hall and me, Yaz Alsharta. And now I'm off to edit all the gaps out of this recording to make me sound faster than Michael. 